right. Yeah, if you guys want to find a seat, awesome. Um, it's good to be with you. If I haven't met you before, I'm Tyler. I'm the campus pastor here at CTK Blaine. And we just have a few things to mention before we get into the message this morning. First of all, how's September going for everybody? Great. Yeah, good. Okay, thumbs up. Highly recommend. Semi-recommend. I don't know. We, I feel like we're just catching up with, with everything, with kids back and, and, and everything. But hopefully you're having a good September. Um, if you want to give, the way we do that here is we have two uh, giving bins here in the, the lobby or, or boxes. And uh, you can also give online um, if, you feel, um, if you feel inclined to give. Um, we... <laughs> Uh, we, uh, we have uh, coming up a uh, fall family gathering. We had to postpone it a week. Initially, we were going to have it this Thursday, um, but then oh, I should have checked. Um, the school is having an open house for like, the Blaine School District, so um, we didn't want to compete with the school. We're not here to compete with the schools, um, so uh, we moved it a week out to September 29th. Uh, we're still going to meet here, still have dessert, still have decaf coffee, Maybe we can brew a cup of real coffee if any of you want that. But uh, the goal of the family gathering is to connect, but also share what we're doing, where we're at, our vision, give some really important updates. Right now we're in the middle of figuring out like what we're going to do with this building, whether we're going to lease again or try to buy. So we'll have an update um, for you there. Um, and it's just a good time to connect with each other. So mark that on your calendar, September 29th, not the, not the 22nd. I'm sure you can still get together on the 22nd, uh, just there won't be an official thing going on here. So uh, no laughs. Okay, well, moving on. Uh, okay, so the following week is um, October, October 7th is Friday night. We're going to have our first annual CTK Blaine game night here. Um, all your favorite games. Um, feel free to bring games. We're gonna, and we're also doing a chili cook-off. So, I mean, now we're talking serious. So if you are of the culinary persuasion, um, we would, uh, we'd love to have you bring some chili for everyone. Um, and uh, we'll, we, there will be prizes, actually, for that. Um, but yeah, we just want to have fun. So um, October 7th, uh, sign up for that. That'll be, be a good time. All right, so... Last announcement. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about community and talking about how uh, what, what a vision for community looks like here in Blaine at CTK Blaine. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, never mind. We also have the coat drive going on. So don't forget about the coat drive. Uh, you, th you can bring your winter coats, hats, gloves. Um, Amy Nelson is our uh, leads it for the whole community. She's she's a part of this church. We have a bin right out there in the lobby. So bring that. Man, I need, anybody want to volunteer to do announcements in the future? Like, I'm all for it, guys, really. We can make it happen. There is space for you here up front. Um, okay, and then the last thing we were talking about, kind of the focus of today's community. Um, we are challenging, what we want to see happen is we want to see 100 people at CTK Blaine get connected in intentional community to the community this year. That's our vision. Uh, we want to see 100 people get connected in groups, um, whether that's a home group or um, an alpha group, which will happen later, or a prayer group. Like, we want people in community. And the recognition of More Than Sunday is that we are the church. Church isn't a one-time experience or once-a-week experience. It's, some, it, it's who we are. And so we need to be together more than just once a week. So um, in that note, let's, uh, let's pray.
God, we thank you for this morning, and I just thank you for all the things that you're doing in our community. Lord, I thank you for, I'm, I'm thankful for your faithfulness to us. I'm thankful for your spirit that, that works in spite of us, um, that goes before us, that leads us. And so, Lord, we just invite you as we talk about uh, life with the Holy Spirit today, I, I pray that you would just be really present. God, that you would speak, that it's not about a, a flashy presentation or anything like that, but God, we want to gather because we want to encounter you in a deeper way. So I pray that you would speak today in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so we've been talking about uh, community last week, and this week we're, we're um, uh, also talking about community. And I want to assure you of something today. While we are getting home groups started, this is not a sales pitch message, okay? So I want you to be in a home group, but I also know this. Uh, I know this about this church. If you don't want to do something, you won't do it. Like, I know that. So more laughs, guys. Come on, let's, let's loosen up. Let's loosen up. All right, everybody up, breathe. No, I'm kidding. Uh, laughs are really just to make me feel more comfortable. Um, it's not about you. It's about me. So thank, thanks, Karma. I appreciate that. Um, but really, um, really, it's not, this is not a sales pitch about community today. What I'm talking about is, is an ingredient that we sometimes miss in community. This is more of a charge of what is actually attractive about community. What do we need to be the community that God wants us to be? Because the thing is, is sometimes we forget something that's pretty important. And uh, it's easy to forget things when you're barreling through life. Anybody been forgotten before or feel forgotten before? I want to tell you this one experience I had. Uh, when I was at Rebound, I used to meet with a lot of leaders and pastors. As part of my job, Rebound's a local nonprofit. And so there was this one guy I had tried to schedule a meeting with for a long time. Finally got a meeting. I was really pumped to go to this meeting. I drive up from Bellingham to Linden to meet this guy at a restaurant. And I'm running late. I walk in. I see him sitting at the table. I'm like, oh, good. I'm like, hey, man, I'm so sorry I'm late. And he looked at me with, like, confusion at first and then horror in his eyes. Like, oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. I forgot we had a meeting. And I scheduled another meeting here with another person at the same time. I felt so good, guys. I felt like a real winner. I was like, oh, yeah, wow. Like, it's okay, it happens. But I was wondering, like, does it really happen? Like, does that really happen in other places or just, just me? Um, so I... So I drove the 30 minutes back to Bellingham. You know, I tried not to be angry, but uh, yeah. But, you know, there's not a more maybe deflating experience than, than being forgotten. And when we uh, enter into community, um, there's, there's someone really important that we can't forget. And that person is God. Let's not forget God when we enter into community. My question today is, are we leaving God out of community? It's so important that we don't just gather and make friendships, but we remember why we gather. Why we gather. It's not just to make friends, but we actually gather to encounter God in community. Do you want to know the difference between community and Christian community? Christ, right? God, God, Christ. Yes, it's that. We're a Christian community. We're not just a community. We're not a club. We are here because of Christ and what he's doing. It's all about Christ at work in us, as we sing. 
It's about the presence of God in the life of his people. And so what makes a Christian community great isn't uh, deep friendships. Uh, it, it, it isn't the, the best plan or the most the fun stuff we can do. It's not great meetings. Um, it's Christ. It's the experience of God together as a community. So the question that I want to pose as we launch into a season of community, are we taking God with us? Are we taking God with us and have we invited God to the party? Today I want to look at a picture of community in the book of Ephesians, and the book of Ephesians is a book all about the church. It's all about the church, and it talks here in Ephesians 5 about being a community full of the Spirit of God. Um, it talks about how we as a church, before Christ came, uh, we were dead. It talks about how we were dead, we were isolated, we weren't a people, and then through Jesus we became a people. We became unified as a people in Christ for a purpose. And that purpose is to share the hope of Christ with the world. And so in Ephesians, as Paul gets towards the end, he talks about how we also need to be a people empowered and full of the Holy Spirit. We want to be a church where we experience the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't all look one way, right? We want to make sure that God is at work in each of our lives, that we don't control everything that happens in our community, but we trust a God who is in control. And that, and the Holy Spirit can show up in, in a lot of different ways. It can be in miracles. It could also be in an overflowing amount of compassion you have for your neighbor. And so we can't, what I'm not going to do this morning is reduce the Holy Spirit to what we know or what we think or what we've experienced. Because he's at work in many different ways. At the core of it, Jesus talked about, in John 16, about the Holy Spirit being our helper. That Jesus was going to leave us, but he was sending us into the world with a helper, with a comforter, the Holy Spirit. Who does, it's not just God walking alongside us, it's actually God in us. Working through us. And Jesus even said, it's better if I go away so that the Holy Spirit may come. So, uh, we're going to open our Bibles today and look at Ephesians 5. We're going to start in verse 15, if you have them, or it'll, the words will be up here on the screen. But this is uh, what it says, starting in verse 15. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So we're going to walk down, okay, what does that what does the Holy Spirit look like in community? But the first things just to just to say at the beginning is Paul is telling the, the, the church to be filled with the Holy Spirit And he's also giving the church a, a picture of what that looks like This is what it looks like to be to be a community to be a church filled with the Holy Spirit So what we're going to look at today is those two things and try to answer this question How does the Holy Spirit give life to community? That's a big connection here, that the Holy Spirit 
is the one who gives life to a community. I never want this church to be based off of a personality or you're connected to one person or a couple people. I want this church to be a place where you're connected to God, right? And God may use people to, to encourage you and lead you there, but ultimately that's the connection that we need. It's that direct connection with God. We are a kingdom of priests, right? We're a kingdom. Of, that means we all carry the presence of God in us if we believe, and so as we talk about gathering and community and home groups, the, the truth is, is that we can have the best plans and the best strategy, but if we don't have the Holy Spirit, we're not going to accomplish anything for God. We need his presence with us. Um, there's a, a leadership guru named Peter Drucker who is famous for saying, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Like you can have a great strategy, but if you don't have a good culture in your workplace... Uh, then it doesn't matter. And I'm just going to change that a little bit. I'm going to say the Holy Spirit eats strategy for breakfast, right? We can have the best strategy in the world. Uh, we can map everything out on paper, but if God isn't here, it doesn't matter, right? God needs to be here. We can't be a church that forgets about the Holy Spirit. And so Paul starts this passage with both a concern and a command. He tells us to look carefully how we walk, to not be unwise, but wise. He tells us to make the best use of our time because the days are evil, to not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. If you were with us last week, we talked about First Peter, about living in light of our end, that we only have a certain amount of time. And I think what Paul is getting at here is a similar thing, is like we have a window of opportunities in our a window of opportunity in our life God has given us a life God has given us breath God has given us everything for the moment that we live in we know what we have today we have an opportunity and so Paul is saying be careful how you use that opportunity be careful how you walk don't walk in an unwise way but be wise with your time be wise with that opportunity. Make the best use of the time. And his warning is because the days are evil. Meaning, we're not, we don't live in a perfect world. We can't achieve our perfect life here. We need to live for the world that is to come. And live in light of that. And, and remember our purpose in this evil world to shine a light. To shine a light, the light of Christ in a dark place. And so we need to ask, what am I doing with this window that God has given me? Am, am, am I being wise with that time, or am I being foolish with that time? Am I squandering the time that God has given me? I'm going to use an analogy today that I know uh, Tyler Malone will really like. So this is straight for you, man. Um, no, but in sports, in sports, even superstars have a short window of opportunity. One of the greatest athletes of all time was Bo Jackson, right? Tyler, that's you with me on that? Yeah. Auburn guy. Bo Jackson, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Played two sports. He played uh, professional baseball, professional football. Um, celebrated. His window of opportunity was five years. Got injured uh, after five years. It was never the same. You know, it's sort of like we, we think our, our window can be wide open. And God is saying, just look at today. Just look at what you have right now. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Uh, you know, anything could happen. Just look at today. Tyler, sorry to put you on the spot, man. Hope that's okay. 
I, I did think of you, though, man, when I was, was looking at that. So. Um, so make the best use of the time. You know, I think about this also in, in terms of fatherhood. I mean, that's a, that's a real thing, right? Your parenting window is 18 years, right? And, and maybe less. We have, a, we have a small window of parents. We have an opportunity to speak life into our kids as parents. And I remember uh, when Adele turned nine, and I thought that window's half over. Oh, my goodness. You know, it started to sweat a little bit, right? And as time goes on, you realize, okay, my, that window is closing. Like, I need to be really intentional with the time God gave me as a father to, to, to teach my kids uh, a, a, to follow in the way of Christ, to be a good example, and, and to get them ready for life. To get them ready for life. Get them ready to go. And so we are supposed to make the most of the window of opportunity that God has given us, not to be foolish, not to fritter our lives away, but to really uh, take life seriously. So um, Paul goes from, from that verse, and then he goes to this verse about getting drunk. He says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. And I just want you to know we're not going to be getting drunk at home group, okay? So we won't be doing that. Um, no, no ragers or anything like that. Um, but I, it's interesting, you know, he compares being filled with the Holy Spirit and being filled with wine. And there's a, there's a, contra, there's a contrast there. You know, if we fill, our, our, if we fill ourselves with wine to the point of being drunk, we're surrendering our, our, our will to... Will to whatever we, we feel or desire in the moment. We're letting go of the impulses of our, our minds and hearts. We're checking out on, on God and others. We're, we're surrendering um, our will because we're full of wine. And then what Paul is getting at with this word uh, debauchery, which sounds like a really intense word, and it kind of is an intense sounding word, but the, the idea of debauchery is wastefulness. Like, are we wasting this good gift of life that God has given us? Are we wasting it on the temporary pleasure that we seek in the moment? I get this image of, like, God's given you, each one of us, like a bag of, of gold coins, right? And that represents our time, that we all, ha all have a bag of gold coins, and wasting it on, on um, temporary pleasure, getting drunk, whatever. It's like taking those coins and just kind of throwing them off, the, off a dock somewhere, right? just kind of wasting it. And that's sort of the, the image that this word debauchery, which sounds really intense, implies. It's like we're just, we're just wasting our life, and, and God has so much. Paul's saying, don't be filled with wine. Don't waste the precious gift of life that God has given you, especially this new life that God has given you through, your, uh, through the Son of God, through Jesus. And of course, when we think about being filled with wine, we can be filled with a lot of different things, right? It doesn't just have to be wine. It can be any idol in your life, anything you idolize in your life. It could be music. It could be, um, it could be something harmful that we know is harmful, like pornography, but it could be um, self-image. It could be uh, all sorts of different things that we just fill our lives with. We let consume our minds, um, and, and we can be drunk on those things. Right? We fill ourselves to the point where that's the only stuff that spills out, is sort of the image. And you know what that might look like for you. 
And so what Paul is saying is, hey, family of God, don't be filled with anything other than the Holy Spirit. You know, he's not saying, you know, separate yourself completely from the world and only read your Bible, but he's saying, don't allow anything to fill you other than the presence of God and what he's doing. And I can tell you for me, like when I spend time in the Word in the morning and when I really seek God, that's what spills out. That's what excites me. That's what, um, that, that's, that's what keeps me going during the day. If I fill my life with all these other concerns, worries, or even like escape-type stuff, like, then not so good stuff comes out, right? And God wants us to fill our lives with his presence. So Paul says, don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So I love that Paul doesn't just say, don't get drunk, right? Like, like, a, like a stern parent. He says, don't be filled with this stuff. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So Paul, you know, he used to be a Pharisee. He used to be a moralist. Uh, he's grown beyond that. It's not just about not doing things. It's about being filled with something else. Right? God is not trying to make, put you in a box where you can't have any fun. He's saying, actually, life is over here. Be filled with the Spirit. Don't be filled with wine. Don't be filled with anything other than what I, my own presence, which will give you life. And here's the thing. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, when we choose to, 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 to soak in the presence of God, that's what spills out into community, Right? When we live in the presence of God, God spills out into the community. And that's this picture of community that, that I'm all about. When I say more than Sunday, may we be a church full of people who are just filled with it. And may the Spirit spill out into the life of community. Uh, when you fill yourself with wine, stuff doesn't—not so, not so good stuff spills out, whether that's literally or figuratively, right? <laughs> when you're filled with the Spirit, it's only good stuff that spills out. So Paul's saying, choose to be a part, uh, choose to be a part of a community that's full of the Holy Spirit. You know, maybe you've, you know, you've been to a party before, and you see the, kind of the crazy stuff that can go on, right? And the stuff that spills out is not good, right? It's not good. But Paul's saying, choose to be a part of a community that's full of the Holy Spirit, where, where the goodness and the love and the peace of God is spilling out, and the blessing of God is spilling out. And so we can, you know, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, I, I know that we all have maybe a different picture of what that looks like, right? And I'm not saying, I'm, when I say the Holy Spirit, I'm not just saying, oh, it's a charismatic worship experience. Like, the Holy Spirit gives life to, to all the different gifts of the Spirit, right? All the different gifts. Gifts of knowledge and wisdom and discernment, right? And, and, uh, and, and compassion, mercy, all sorts of generosity. Guess what? That's all the Holy Spirit. We're not saying it, it looks this way. We're saying it's, it's all of it. All of the gifts uh, of the Spirit. And, and now Paul gets to a specific picture of what this actually looks like. He says, Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, 
giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So let's look at this. There's three marks, I think. Um, There's three marks of of what a a spirit-filled community looks like uh, that I want to look at. But the first thing you might notice is like, does that mean that I need to sing to my friends? Yes. I want, let's be singing to each other, guys. Like, life in the spirit looks like a musical, you know? Uh, well, maybe not, maybe not. Some of, that makes some of you very uncomfortable, I get it. Uh, no, but, but here's, here's, the mark, here's the first mark of a Holy Spirit in community is joyful praise. That we'd be a community full of praise. And for those of you who um, are, are not so inclined to sing to your friends, that's okay, right? It's, it comes out in other ways. Um, but man, when, when you spend time with God, the result should be a heart full of praise, right? A heart full of praise. When you are able to see God for who he is, that should result in, in a heart that just wants to give that glory to God, give your life to God. And so Paul is saying to fill, uh, you know, fill the community with hymns and spiritual songs. So the Greek understanding of a hymn was a joyful song of celebration, right? It's a joyful song of celebration. And so um, Paul's saying when we experience the Holy Spirit, we can't help but let out praise, right? We're a worshiping community. Uh, we, we don't necessarily come to church to get inspired, although you can come to church to get inspired, but we come inspired, right? We come ready to praise because it's a reflection of what God is doing in our lives, um, we're, when we're all in with Jesus, we can't help but praise him. I remember something switched for me um, when I went on my first long-term mission trip. I went, uh, <clears throat> went to London for a summer. Um, it was, we were doing street evangelism. Uh, not everybody liked that. Uh, it was kind of intense. Um, but man, it was, it was, I was with people from all over the world, and we were so focused on what God wanted, um, <clears throat> God, like God, God wanted and at that time, at that place. We were very in the moment, talking with different people about Jesus. And I remember before, you know, sometimes I would go to church with the wrong heart. I'd go to church, and, and I would hope that the pastor would inspire me, or the music would inspire me. And I remember there was a moment when, you know, I was about five or you know, four or five weeks in to this experience, and we had a worship leader that honestly wasn't that great, you know? Uh, He was kind of sang in a monotone voice, and he kind of just swayed a little bit with the guitar, very low-key, but that was some of the most powerful worship I've ever been a part of. Everybody was singing, hands raised, and the reason wasn't because this guy was inspiring. The reason was because the Holy Spirit was moving and we were so absorbed in what God was doing that we couldn't just help but let out praise. Didn't matter who was sitting in front of us or leading us in worship. We weren't looking at that guy. Like, he was just being faithful. And uh, we, were, we were just praising. And so it, what I realized is like, man, it, it all depends on what I'm doing. You know, like being the church during the week reflects here, Right? Like, man, if I'm all in on Jesus during the week when I come here, like, hopefully you get something out of, of what I say, um, right? Or, or the worship, but it's not even about that. It's just, a, it's just a reflection of what God's doing in your life, right? 
when the Spirit is present, praise just pours out. So I love this too. It talks about singing and making melody in our hearts to God. Like, being, like during our engagement with God. Making a melody, that's creative. Right? If I make a melody, I'm, I'm arranging notes and, 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 and I'm putting them in an order and, and it's coming from the heart. And, and that's sort of like our response to God on a personal level is like, man, I'm always praising. I'm always making songs to God. I'm always... Uh, you know, I'm always uh, cre- being creatively, uh, being creative in, in my praise. And so, um, you know, how about, you know, what's, wh- this is an awesome picture. Like if, if everybody's doing that and we're just these arenas full of praise to God, when we get together, wow, what a powerful experience that would be, right? Or that is. Uh, when, when, the, when the Holy Spirit's at work in each of us and we get together and we just got to let that spill out. The second mark of the Holy Spirit we see in community is thankfulness, thankful hearts, praise and thankfulness, giving thanks always for everything to God, our, God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we encounter the Holy Spirit, he opens our eyes to see God more clearly, right? And when we see God more clearly, we're more thankful because we see not just who he is, but what he's doing in our lives. Right? And we, we, we are thankful. So a, a community full of the Spirit is a thankful community. You know, it sees God's power. It sees the beauty of God at work. You know, if we, if we get together and we spend a lot of time complaining, uh, we, we got to go back to this verse here, okay? Like, if we get in a rut where we're complaining about this or that work, whatever, like, that's not the community that God's called us to be. And we should deal with that kind of stuff. But, but God's called us to be a community of thankfulness. And so that's, that's the invitation, is God wants us to be a community that's not defined by anger or bitterness, but by thankfulness. The anger and bitterness stuff, that's our humanity. That's the stuff that holds us down. That's the stuff that wants to dwell on our hurt or dwell on our, our, our pain or the imperfections of the world when God wants to reveal us more and more to the perfection of God. So no matter what circumstances we're in, we can give praise and thanksgiving to a really, really good God. This last piece is when a community is full of the Holy Spirit, they experience deep commitment to each other. That's, the, that's this last piece, deep commitment. Paul says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. In light of what Jesus has done, you know, how he submitted his life to the disciples who were pretty imperfect, by the way. Where how he washed their feet, how he loved them to the end, it says. Like, God wants to see that type of commitment reflected in his church. Paul says to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And this is not just followers submitting to leaders. This is everybody submitting to everybody. Like, I care about how uh, how your walk in Christ is going. I care about your finances. I care about your life. That's being submitted to each other. How can I serve you? How can I love you? How can I help you? Right? That's, that's this image of commitment. You know, earlier in Ephesians, uh, Paul, Paul says this. This is Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. He says, Therefore, a prisoner for the Lord... 
I, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I think this is what Paul's getting at when he talks about what it looks like to be submitted to each other. That we do what? Well, we, we love each other with humility and gentleness. That we're patient with each other. That we bear with one another in love. So we give each other time to grow, right? We, we work through mistakes. And then I love this last part, that we're eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. And the word I like there is the word maintain. Right? We are to maintain the unity of the Spirit. The Spirit wants to lead us into unity. It's our job to maintain it. So to not give in to division, to not divide, but to be eager to maintain it. That is our job. Because it's easier, it's easier to divide. It's easier to check out. It's easier to neglect each other, but that's not what the Spirit is leading us to do. That's the, um, yeah, that's not what the Spirit's leading us to do. Like, that's, that would be the, the work of our humanity and the enemy. That's the other part of us that's like, I just want to get away. And, and if there's areas of repair that need to happen, we, we need to work through those so that we can maintain the unity that God wants to create. He's the one that brings us together. So when the Holy Spirit breathes life into a community, um, it will be marked with joyful praise, thankful hearts, and deep commitment. That's the invitation. That's what God is inviting us to experience together. Uh, a family where, where it, we're full of praise, thankfulness, and commitment. Right? That's the, that's the love that, uh, that God wants us to have for each other. And if you want to wrap all of it up into one thing, what does it look like? How does it, what kind of community does that create? It creates a community of blessing. Like, we're here to bless each other. We're here to be a blessing. Just like God called Abraham to be a blessing, we're here to bless each other. And this is my invitation to you this morning. Be the blessing that the Holy Spirit wants you to become in community. Just be the blessing. God wants you to be a blessing. God's gifted you to be a blessing. God's put you in a place and a time to extend blessing. And, and, uh, and, and so be that. Allow your heart to be joyful and thankful. I thought about this. It's like, what's the alternative to be a, a community of blessing? Well, it's to be a community of cursing. Right? To be a community of cursing. And, and that's, that's, what I, that's what I don't want to see happen, right? Is that we'd be a community of cursing. I'll be the first guy to admit, sometimes especially around my dog, I'll let something slide, right? I'll be get frustrated, say something under my breath. It happens, right? But I was thinking about that, and, and if we're going to be a community full of joy and full of blessing for one another, that means we can't be a community of cursing, right? Like, I, I can't casually damn something, right? Like, that's that's, uh, that's condemning something, right? I was thinking about this. It's like, man, that's just condemning, right? If I'm, like, what's flowing out of my heart right now? 
So our, our, uh, our call is to be a community of blessing, not of cursing. To be a blessing to our neighbors and community and schools and workplace and not one that condemns them. And so for me, I want to train my mouth and my heart to bless and not curse my neighbors or my, uh, the people I work with or my family or even my dog, right? I, I want to bless, not curse. And that's what the Holy Spirit is inviting us to be this morning, to be a community of blessing. As we gather, we would be that community of blessing. And so the invite to you is step into that blessing. We're going to start groups here um, in the next couple weeks. There is a little uh, little sheet of paper there that you can fill out and put in the in the box or just talk to talk to us. We want everybody to be connected into a community of blessing. And it's, it's on us, church, to be that. It's on us to pursue the Spirit together. It's on us to, to bless and not curse. And so that's, that's the call today. I believe God wants to do a work here. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I do know as we look at what Paul says here that it includes being a community of joyful praise. That, that we would be full of the Spirit to the point of overflowing, where we would lift up the name of Jesus wherever we're at. I do know it looks like being a community of thankfulness, of great thankfulness, where we're thankful for what God's given us. We're not living in the, the area, area of discontentment uh, or bitterness, but we are thankful for what God's done. And the last one is deep commitment, that we would be a church that's committed to each other that walks through the fire together, right? That, that loves each other deeply. So that is my prayer, uh, and I'm going to pray as we, uh, as we close today. Lord, I just want to pray over our community, God. I pray for our church, Lord, that we would have the marks of the Holy Spirit, not just have the marks of the Holy Spirit, but just experience the Holy Spirit in a deeper way. God, that you would fill us to the point where praise pours out of us, where thanksgiving pours out of us, God. Lord, where commitment happens because we love and care about each other. Lord, where we, we want to see each other grow and we're not going to leave each other behind, God. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be that community. Lord, would you help us to, to strengthen the areas that are weak? Lord, would you help us to look out uh, for the needs of those around us, God, not just to be concerned with our own lives, but also have eyes wide open to the needs going on. And more, more than anything, God, I just pray that you would lead and move in our community this morning. God, the Holy Spirit is something that we receive. It's not something we create. God, it's your presence with us. And so as we close in worship today, God, I just invite you to be present. I just invite you to fill our hearts with your love and peace and joy. God, that you would uh, speak to us. And Lord, that you would help us take steps of faith. If, if jumping into a, a home group is a step of faith for us, God, I pray that you would give us courage. Give us boldness, Lord, to step into it. Lord, if, if the struggle is just coming before you every morning and, and, and reading your word and, and spending time in prayer, Lord, if we just feel dry, God, help us to start small. 
Help us to get up tomorrow, Monday morning, and just read your word. Just be with you. Because, Lord, this happens because of your grace. We are a community founded on your grace, only because of Jesus. Only because of what you've done allows us, God, to, 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 to seek you in the morning, God. Your mercies are new every morning. Lord, it allows us to leave the past in the past and move forward because of the blood of Christ. So, Lord, I don't know where everybody's at this morning, God, but I pray, God, that you would help us to be a community where you are present. Lord, would you fill this place, fill our hearts, God. Fill our praise and fill our homes, God. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.